Hey, Phil, do you have your phone? Yeah, why? Can you call 911? Why? Because I'm going to need a ambulance. We're talking Michael Bay's ambulance. <laughs> Welcome back to Cinematic Protastic. I'm Andrew. And I'm Philip. And we're going to be talking about Michael Bay's ambulance today. But first, if you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter... Facebook, Instagram, and Anchor.fm. We'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, suggestions. And we actually got a phone call <laughs> suggestion the other day from our cousin, so we might have to talk about that here pretty soon. But can we play that one on air? <laughs> we can, but I didn't think about it until just now, so I'm not prepared to no. put it in there and whatnot. But anyways, uh, we'll get back. We'll get to it, Thomas. But for now, we're going to talk about Michael Bay's latest film ambulance starring jake gyllenhaal yaya abdul mateen the second and many many other people <laughs> again it's it there's names you know, the the girl in it's aiza or Isa gonzalez i'm sure i'm butchering the name but you know <laughs> i've seen her around a little bit but i feel like she's kind of a newcomer this might boost her career a little bit hopefully um, i felt like she did a pretty good job she kind of got her start in mexican Musical telenovelas. Okay. Lola uh, Iresa Una Vez. Again, I am not sure how it's pronounced. Uh, but then was in a Nickelodeon uh, drama, Sueña Conmigo. So yeah, I don't know anything. Oh, okay. She was in, uh, she was, she's in the From Dusk Till Dawn TV series, which I did watch, I think the first season of. And when she was in Baby Driver, uh, Alita Battle Angel, Fast and the Furious uh Hobbs and Shaw. Uh um, I still need to see that one. She was in Godzilla versus Kong. I don't remember her being in that, but okay. She may have had just had like a small part or something. I think she might have been the girl that like let's stepped let, on. Let, <laughs> is that what happens to her? I don't oh. know. Well no she know. like have you seen I I have but she, I think she's the girl that has the company that has the the gravity defying planes that go through the center of the earth I and guess then I've she does she it. does she 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 dies very uh quick death but I, I guess i've blocked most of that movie I, I don't know i the newer renditions of godzilla and and kong of they haven't been the greatest in my opinion have but we done any of those i don't think so don't think we have i don't think so but anyway <laughs> not to get sidetracked already yeah jake gyllenhaal of course is probably the most famous actor in this whole thing and he's you know been in spider-man and nightcrawler donnie darko donnie darko just to name a few october sky was i think like one of his first movies and whatnot really like that one and then yaya abdul mateen the second he's kind of an up-and-comer he played morpheus in the most recent matrix reboot requel whatever you want to call it and the, the movie it, that we got a comment on <laughs> sort of and Yes, and Black, Man uh, Black Manta from Aquaman, and uh, he played a pretty good creep in uh, Candyman, the remake. Yeah, or requel, I guess. So that's also yeah. He's also in the uh, the Watchmen TV show. That's right, he is. I only watched the first couple of episodes of that, so I didn't catch the rest of the season. I need to catch up on that. 
But anyways, we're talking about Michael Bay's Ambulance. And so in case you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> wee-oo, wee-oo. So I mentioned <laughs> at the beginning that I wanted Philip to call for a Wambulance because this this one's a a polarizing film for the brothers Brotastic. It's one of the few where we have opposing views on on this movie. So strap in and get ready to go to the emergency room because we're going to go for a ride. Stat. (laughs) Stat. So why don't you tell us what the premise is? It's a heist, a bank robbery at heart, I guess. Yeah. Uh, But the the Jake Gyllenhaal's character comes from, I, I guess it seems like his family or he's always had money. Yeah, I'm not... And then his, <laughs> I'm not sure to be honest. There's a lot I, of, and 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 I, and I want to say I think it it's because his I I, I think it was his dad was involved in robbing that's right. Banks. His, his dad so, was like, a huge. So it's kind of like he's he's always had money, and it comes from his you know his his history with his dad and himself being involved in bank robberies. But he obviously is planning a, a new heist, and then. Forgive me, because I don't say the name as well as Andrew. <laughs> Yahya Abdul-Mateen, uh, who plays Will. They establish in the movie that he was taken in by Jake Gyllenhaal's character's family when he was young. And so they grew up, and they look at each other like they're brothers. And he was involved with the alternate lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. So it wasn't like a... It's not something new to him. And But then he like... For whatever reason, and I don't think it's really explained, but he he wants to get out. He doesn't want any part of it, and it it sounds like at some point he joined the military. Yeah, he kind of like, I think he uses the military to kind of, he's like, I want to go on the straight and narrow, and he's he's established that he he has a family and has a newborn, and they, 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 they show you that he has struggled after getting out of the army or the military, you know, he's... His wife is needing a procedure. Yeah, some unknown procedure that's extremely expensive and insurance, insurance won't, won't cover, cover it. it. And he's a vet and he's like, you know, I'm a vet. I should have some kind of, you know, clout. And mm-hmm. so he, he's struggling with it. And they established that, you know, the, even his wife is like, don't, don't go to. Don't go to your brother. Your, your brother. Because she knows it. I, I, you know, I don't know if she knows what he does, but she, uh, you can tell she has a sense that he is bad news. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he does. He goes to his brother and says, hey, can you help me out? Can you l- lend me some money for this procedure? He's like, yes, if you help me with this next bank heist. Yeah, and you're the only one who can help me in that kind of yeah. stuff. So they do. They, 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 they go and rob a bank, and then circumstances turn on them. It, it was supposed to be just a quick... In, get out, nobody hurt, no shots fired, but that all goes downhill and a police officer ends up getting shot and then they end up not intentionally hijacking the ambulance that was taking the shot police officer to the hospital. Yeah. And now they're involved with a high-speed chase, kidnapping, and possibly... You know, if this police officer dies, they've, they're they involved with killing a police officer. Yeah, fatal shooting. The premise itself seems kind of, you know, it's definitely up there with <laughs> with all Michael Bay movies. It's, you know, a pretty absurd premise, but at the same time, it's believable and whatnot. 
But for me, <laughs> after that point, that's when it kind of started to, the strings started to unravel and, and, and I started seeing, <laughs> you know, granted Michael Bay movies have a lot of plot holes anyway, but they're, I guess, for lack of a better term, easy to look over <laughs> in some of his other movies. But these ones were just like too big to, to glaze over for, for me. The biggest was just the fact that, yeah, these, these guys are, they're pretty adamant about the fact that like, we just shot a cop. If he dies, we're screwed. So they're trying to keep him alive, but at the same time, they're shooting at, <laughs> at police cars, driving 60, 70 miles an hour. They're shooting at helicopters that are following them, ramming police cars off of bridges and, <laughs> and other things. I'm like, these are pretty fatal <laughs> accidents. <laughs> I was like, we got to save this one cop, but these 90 other cops we don't care about. Because they're chasing us. Exactly. And then, adversely, the cops that are chasing him, they're like, one of our brothers is on there. We got to get him out there before he gets killed and all this stuff. And That was a weird accent. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, they had no problem ramming the hell out of this ambulance in ways that would surely kill everybody on board. So it's just like this, the logic doesn't make sense to me. I, <laughs> I can't argue with that because it's very true. Um, but I think, but... What, I, I think you and I have a different lens when it comes to this movie where I am really, able to just sit back and enjoy it and be like, that doesn't make sense, but I'm still enjoying And I think I'm not saying that you didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I know you did enjoy it, <laughs> but I, th I think some of the ridiculousness of this movie stands out more to you and affects your vision of it more so than it does <laughs> mine. Yeah. Uh, Cause yes, there are definite issues of if you're going to care so much about the one police officer you have to care about all of them. <laughs> um, yeah. I think another thing that you, you didn't care for, but I thought was kind of a cool, you know, and I, I'm hopeful to see kind of where it goes. Cause I think this was kind of the first movie that in, involved drones. Okay. In the way that they use, I'm, I'm not saying that drones haven't been used before for filming, but this movie they hired, I, I had no idea that there are people out there, professional drone flyers and yeah. they have like olympic oh yeah there's like drone races drone races where you know they s go through obstacles and whatnot and so the there's there's people out there that really know how to fly drones so they hired one of these guys and put a drone with a camera on it and had him flying around and so they regardless of if you liked it or not i i feel like they got some really cool shots that you're not going to get from any other format. I mean, they, they were flying under cars that were jumping. Now, why was that car jumping? It was kind of a ridiculous <laughs> reason for that car to yeah. be jumping, but there was, you know, so I, I, I thought some of the drone camera angles were used to a good effect. And I'm anxious to see who latches onto that and, you know, takes it maybe a step further and does it maybe a better job with it. I can definitely see Michael Bay continuing to use that because he kind of latch on to 
something that he likes and he will continue to use it. It definitely was, was impressive. I, I will say like it, it was really cool to watch and made some mundane shots of, Oh, the police cars are driving by that we've seen at this point millions of times. It was a, a new way to look at it. But I think my gripe with it was that the shots that they used the drones for were just really random. Like there wasn't a purpose behind them. And I think that's what bothered me most about them. They definitely looked good. It looked, it kind of just seemed like they, I think I heard this. It's like an 18 year old. It's like an 18 year old kid or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Something. So it sounds like they just hired this kid and was like, okay, here's X amount of money. Just fly around for a month. And <laughs> that that's all they said. And so, because like there was a moment where there's a you know a panning shot of 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 the top of a building, and then the drone out of nowhere like does this 360 turn to fly down the side of the building, and then turn around and go back the other way, and then that's where you start to see police lights and the ambulance fly by and all that stuff, and it was like, why did we focus on this building for ten seconds and then turn around? <laughs> Like I understand, like the sweeping down the building and and coming, you know, light level, I guess, with the flashing lights of the cars as it's going by, but it was just there was it was just odd choices in my opinion for like some of these shots, and the other one was when they did do the best shot, I felt like they they could have stayed on it a little bit longer. I almost feel like. In this movie, Michael Bay told the editors, like, no shot can last longer than three seconds. Because <laughs> it was just, even just dialogue scenes, it was just like, uh, like of the same actor even, it was just like five camera angles for them to say, we got to turn left on, on Monterey, or, you know, whatever random line they're saying. And so I think that was my only big gripe about it. But they, they were very beautiful looking. And yeah, when, when that drone went, over one police car and under another one as it jumps. And I think at one point, some of them even like went through the open window of police cars or something like that. It, it definitely did some maneuvering because some of these drones can be really small and it uh, def definitely did like maneuvering through like table legs or something. Yeah. I, I forget what exactly, but, uh, and, and I think the other one was there was when the cop was shot there's a scene where, for whatever reason, there's a hole in like this concrete wall because they're in like a parking, parking garage, garage or something like that. So there's a, a window in this concrete wall and the drone flies through it and then circles around the actors as they're laying down this cop who's now bleeding out. And they're like, oh, we got to get help, got to get help and whatnot. Five, less than five minutes later. <laughs> the exact like 30 seconds later yeah the exact same shot was used it was a different scene there was different actors and there was progressing the scene whatever but the drone once again flew through that window and then circled around the actors the exact same way and i thought that was really really odd to like use the same camera shot and I mean, I know some movies have done that, but it's more like thematic or something like, you know, the, the opening of the movie and the end of the movie are shot similarly because it's like bookends or something. But for a, for a scene like 30 seconds apart and a sequence to use the exact same camera move, I thought that was very, well, and, and with drones, uh, you know, I, I don't, 
have one, you know, so I, I don't know exactly how they work, but I'm pretty sure on some of those you can program like a flight path. So I would almost some, bet yeah. that it was, they programmed this flight path and then they basically just, because like you said, it's, if you saw, if you saw the two shots side by side, it, I would almost say it's going to be the exact same <laughs> path because it was, yeah. you know, e- either, either they did the same drone twice or they took the same shot and did some digital effects to make the scene that was in within the shot different. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, that that is one where where I too when 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 it happened, it it kind of take took you out of the movie because you're like, didn't we just see this? Yeah, like two seconds ago. But you know, at, at the same time, like there's a shot. It's in the trailer where the cameras or the drones like at the top of a building, and it's you know does a dive down the side of it and then gets onto street level as police cars are going by, and that's a extremely impressive shot and i can definitely see that being used in action movies from here on out but yeah i just felt like he had the stuff that could have made stuff really great but he didn't use it properly it was just like (laughs) the orchestra was there but the conductor wasn't wasn't you know just wasn't there and so the musicians were just playing beautiful music but not all together (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, you know, it's a, a weird analogy. It's also it's it's interesting that that you have kind of a a bad or or a neg- I don't want to say it's bad because I, I know you enjoyed the movie, but a, you know, like review wise, this is his best reviewed movie, <laughs> not by a whole lot. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I think everybody can agree that The Rock is Michael Bay's best movie. This one, critic wise, yeah. and you know, if you listen to or or judge a movie by the uh, the Rotten Tomato percentage, yeah, this one has just barely beaten The Rock as far as the percent. But it's it's still like it's 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 like on the the verge though. I think I'm not sure where the line is that determines okay, it's fresh versus it's rotten. But it's like it's only in the '60s, so it's not. <laughs> it's not like a you know like certified fresh or whatever yeah. their their results are. But it but yeah, it's it's it it did it has come out as his best reviewed movie. But it also you know is it is it pandemic to be blamed or other reasons? They as far as right as far as it is today, it's considered a flop because it didn't make yeah the money that a Michael Bay movie normally makes yeah i definitely enjoyed myself watching this movie but i didn't think that the movie was the (laughs) best the best movie (laughs) i have not laughed so hard and like like deep deep in your gut laughter (laughs) than i have in this movie and just there were just some and it wasn't necessarily like the movie was bad or dumb or something there although there were a couple times where it was like this is so dumb. How is that even possible? So I laughed at that. But there were some genuine, like, like there's a scene where they're being chased. They go down a cul-de-sac or something, but it's over a hill. And so they go over the hill and stop suddenly because they're about to stop or hit a barricade or something. But the police, the police cars don't, and they fly over the, the ambulance and, you know, essentially roll over and crash and go off, not a cliff, but like a drop-off or something. And so, like, that that moment was just out of the blue and, like, oh, my gosh, you know, deep gut laughter for me for there. <laughs> well, there's the there's also a scene that 
and I, I think it's I think it's hysterical that I can't refute any of your. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yes, that that is true. <laughs> but there was a scene where they were driving around a building. Yeah, it was the arena, and they were on like a. It's like some. It's like part like of the loading dock. Or yeah, something. like a loading so, dock. So it was an elevated surface and to a parking lot. They came into it and are driving, you know, this one direction, and the police cars are all coming in behind them. Mm-hmm. And then, now, granted, I'm not saying that a police car couldn't may have gone the other way around the building, but like, uh, was it one or two? It was two. There were two police cars that all of a sudden appeared in front of them, coming towards them. And I'm like. Even if cars did go around the other side, there's no way they got there as quick as they showed in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it, it did. It was just kind of like a, wait a second, but how did those cars get there? But and it, then, yeah. <laughs> and then they just all, the, the only purpose they served was to drive off. Exactly. Yeah. Of- they, they drove off of the platform. <laughs> Not, and so this, this was the thing that like, like that scene could have worked if they had shown a, a quick clip of a guy in the driver's seat of the cop car on his radio, like, I can't see him. Where are they? I can't see what, what, where, where'd they go? Where'd they go? And then look up, but there's an ambulance in the windshield and he goes, and like freaks out. And then he swerves out of the way and inadvertently drives off the dock. That would have worked. But this one is no, it's just, they set a camera on a car in front of the ambulance. And so the, the, Camera cars driving, the ambulance is chasing it, and there's police cars behind the ambulance. And out of nowhere, two police cars come into frame and then go out. They're not even like trying to hit the ambulance, or it doesn't even look like they're trying to avoid being hit by the ambulance. <laughs> it's just they were hired to drive off the edge, and they did. <laughs> it's just like, what? Yeah, I think both of us looked at each other like, what was that? <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I definitely enjoyed watching this. And my best description of what I can say this movie is, is it's basically, to me, it reminded me a lot of the Grand Theft Auto video game. Right. And if you don't know about that game, the big thing about that is that if you do bad things in it, you get a wanted level. And there's five levels of wanted or status of wanted that you can get in that game. The first level is obviously very mild. If you, you know, run over somebody or something, you get a mild wanted level and police will look for you, but they're not chasing you. And if you can, you know, hide or stay out of their view, eventually the wanted level will go away and you can go about your day. Once you get up to five, the military, (laughs) SWAT, police, like three or four police helicopters are chasing you and everybody has uh, is on a mission to kill you with extreme prejudice there's no attempt at trying to stop you from doing whatever they just they will crash into you they'll shoot at you and they're they're dead set on killing you by any means necessary and that was what this movie <laughs> it felt like it was grand theft auto on a five star wanted level <laughs> Well, to to move away from kind of the, I guess the the gripes or whatnot, there there was one aspect about this movie that I thought was kind of a, I don't want to say unique, but for a Michael Bay movie, I I felt it was something that you don't normally see in his type of movies. But there's a character in it, Garrett Dillahunt, 
he plays the police officer or the main police guy that's after them. The one who's like spearheading the whole operation. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he's he's an actor that he he show he's he's one of those people where he just kind of shows up and stuff. Yeah. But uh, he's well known, and uh, I think his most prominent uh, role right now is he's in the uh, there's a TV show called Fear of the Walking Dead that's that's a spinoff of the Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, and he's one of the main characters in that. But he also, like I said, he he shows up in movies and 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 whatnot. But he's he's one of those actors where I, I you know I like him, and when he shows up, I'm like, oh hey, I like this guy. <laughs> hey. I like this guy. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting choice that he's in this movie the whole time. He's kind of spearheading the police that are after the ambulance. You know, he's well aware that there's a police officer inside. So he's the one that's like, you know, we need to chase them, but we can't do anything to put the cop's life in danger. Because he's like, well, one, we have a cop that's injured inside the ambulance. And two, there's a hostage, the paramedic that's in the ambulance as well. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, we can't just shoot out the tires yeah, or ram it. Even though there are some stuff that they do, they're just like, you know, it's your question. Like, are you really trying to keep them alive? <laughs> but you know, and, and if, if you haven't seen the movie and want to, the, you know, this could be a, a spoiler, but his character dies. That's right. He does. And it's, you know, it's, he's, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know what, how you define supporting actor versus a main actor. I'd probably say he was probably more in a supporting role, but he was yeah. in a lot of the movie, but I, it just, it surprised me that they went that route of, he actually dies like 30 minutes left of the movie. They had established this character. You kind of got to know who he was. You got to know his personality. Uh, and then, yeah, I just thought it was interesting Especially for Michael, you're laughing, so maybe it's I'm not. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry because I'm just now remembering how he died and the the way he died. I thought was ridiculous. <laughs> well, you know that aside, I thought it was an interesting choice. Yeah, uh, and it, it was and, surprising, and in a not a bad way. But I think it it was one of the things about the movie that I thought you know it had it made a a a, a daring, if I for lack of a better word. Because you normally don't kill the good guys. You don't kill, yeah. you know, in this type of movie, it's almost like you go into it knowing the bad guy is going to die or he's going to get captured at the end. You just know that going into this type of movie. But for one of the good guys that he was, he, he wasn't like a, he wasn't a dirty cop. He wasn't out for like revenge or vengeance or anything like that. He was just like, a, am a cop. I'm here to do my job. I have two people in that ambulance I need to save. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when when he died, I thought that was just a very interesting choice that maybe, what for me, was a, a positive story choice for this movie. Now, as far as, like, how he died, that that's another story. <laughs> yeah, the the way he died was, like, I, I agree. That, that was kind of a, a surprising moment because he gets hit by some bullets and it's, ob- it's like, clear. There's no way that anybody could have survived that. <laughs> but the fact that he was killed by a remote control car <laughs> with a Tommy gun or a mini gun, whatever that, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger rotating machine oh, gun is. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what that that what that gun is called, but I can't uh, think of the name of it right now. <laughs> and and it's not so much that he was killed by a remote control car with a gun on on it. It was the fact 
fact that 10 feet away, you could clearly see two dudes <laughs> who were clearly operating it like they had the remote control in their hand and they're just standing there watching where there's, you know, 40 police standing around and, and then all of a sudden this, you know, souped up car comes in and it was one of those situations where after, you know, the smoke cleared, they would have easily been able to like, oh, it was those guys. <laughs> So that was just another one of those logic things where it was like, what is going on with this? And yeah, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things like, yeah, it's a Michael Bay movie. It's it's going to be over the top and extreme and every, every fiber of its being. And <laughs> I guess I just couldn't get behind every, every instance of it. But like, I did like, you know, the performances of, of Jake and Yaya and, what was her name? It's her first name is spelled E I Z A. Isa, and you know, I thought I thought she did a really good job. I thought I thought that was pretty good, and and the whole dynamic of you know Yaya's not really into it, and he's just kind of suckered into it, and so he's but he's also just trying to keep his brother out of trouble too, and and so like that that was good and whatnot. There was a lot of good stuff about it, but there's just. <laughs> Some other things are just like, this is beyond <laughs> well, what I can handle. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you you could tell from the, the, the characters, uh, Yaya or the Will character, he, he does, he, he's the one that does ultimately shoot the police officer that causes kind of is, I guess the catalyst for everything, but it wasn't intentional. Yeah. Not saying that that would excuse it by any means in the real world, but he struggles with the fact of what he did. And the Jake Gyllenhaal character and him, you can tell that that deep down they are, they're they're good guys, but they have found themselves in a terrible situation. And the uh, paramedic, you know, they, they, they honestly are trying to keep her safe. They're trying to keep the police officer alive because they're aware of like, hey, we did this. We need to make it right. Yeah. And so there's just a constant struggle of they're running from the cops, but they can't stop because they will get caught. So that, yeah, you can definitely tell that they are struggling with that. The whole movie of how do we, how do we get out of this, but also save the life of the people that are in the ambulance that we've hijacked. And I think ultimately for me, you know, I might have enjoyed this movie more in a different time because I think the timing of this movie was unfortunate. Not anything that the director or the movie producers and all that stuff, and not that they did anything on purpose or, or whatever, but I just think that the timing of the movie came out in, in, a, in a very polarizing time when it comes to the militarization of the police and, you know, George Floyd and all those situations where there's you know police on uh on black violence and and things like that so it i felt like that was overshadowing this movie at least for me it was it was kind of overshadowing that and plus on on top of that here in our own city of tulsa you know a couple years ago we had a police officer shot and killed in our own city and and you know at, at least for me i work in in news and so it's kind of fresh in my mind especially because the the trial had just concluded and it was kind of a 
it was like a couple week long trial. And of course we were on, on top of it every day. So it was kind of fresh in my mind. And so it was just kind of, it, like I said, it was maybe, maybe it was just my own baggage that I brought into it that kind of tainted my viewing of this, but you know, at the, you know, without, sorry, there's going to be spoilers, but at the very end, when both of the people that have been kidnapping and shooting a police and officer, officers and whatnot, they're, they're both shot and dying on the ground. They're in handcuffs and on the ground. And one of them's clearly bleeding out. The other one's going to if nobody, nobody does anything. And there are 40 police officers standing around. Well, they pulled up in front of a hospital. Yeah, too. they pulled so up like in front of a hospital. At a hospital. There's 40 police officers or more standing around, and they're doing nothing. And it was just like, like I said, bad timing. Mm-hmm. It, you know, 10 years ago, that wouldn't have been weird. But now, you know, knowing that there, there, there's another case of, a, I think it was Terrence Crutcher was a, a, a man that was shot and killed by a police officer here in, in town of quite a few years ago. But there's, it's infamous that there's helicopter footage of the, of the shooting and he, he's shot and clearly like he falls down, clearly needs medical attention and nobody ran over to him. And so it's just one of those things where like, you know, life, real life was, was too real and tainted the kind of the subject matter a little bit for me. And so that, that was ultimately my biggest gripe with the movie. Whereas the other stuff, it was just over the top and, and you know, I could do over the top, you know, I, I like Johnny Mnemonic, which is an awful film <laughs> and, and that is over the top. I mean, it's got a dolphin that can speak like the dolphin in the movie is the like supreme intelligence of some, I don't know. And, and there's a cybernetic Jesus. It's like <laughs> played by Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> and so it's, you know, I could do over the top. <laughs> like that's not a problem for me, but yeah, just, you know, if, if that wasn't on there, some of these other gripes that I might've had might've not been there, but, well, I mean, uh, you know, did he, did he do that on purpose? I don't necessarily think he did. He, I don't, I don't see it as, at least I'm not like sitting there like say, thinking, oh, I'm offended because he should have addressed this, mm-hmm. you know, in this current time. Maybe he should have. There, I, I there, don't know. Well, there's a couple moments in the in the movie where, uh, like you said, there's the the people that are involved with the remote control killing car, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term. <laughs> Can't uh, say it without laughing. You know, they they do they do end up chasing because uh, ba- basically right, the, they do. the the guys they do. In, the guys in the ambulance they they meet up with an old acquaintance of Jake Gyllenhaal's dad who you know ha- would help him with his heist and whatnot and so they go to him to try to uh kind of like repay a debt and also see if he will help them get out of the situation that they're in and so that's where this other group comes involved and the, the they're the ones that soup up the car that they send in that ends up uh, killing the police, the, the guy. Quite, that, quite a few police. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're, I mean, it's a, like you said, it's it, a it drives gun. into like a f- police of like 40. So they, they, end up, they, the, 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 some of those guys from that gang are, are being chased and, and, and the movie, they are represented by Mexican actors, but there is a scene 
where one of them, I you know, I I haven't, I, I can't say for sure if he's unarmed. He, well, yeah, I don't. Or no, he's he's definitely not armed. Or what? But he he is shot from behind, I believe. No, he, he's not shot from behind. Well, at least the scene that I'm remembering was that a, a black officer chased down a Hispanic man, and during a struggle on the ground, a gun goes off, shooting one of them, shooting the the suspect. I okay, guess. Okay, maybe that's what it was. In in the head at some point, and like that week when we saw it, the footage of that the si- police exact, officer struggling with somebody exact same yeah. situation came out and i i think the only big difference is it was a black officer in the movie but a white officer in, in real, real life. life and so like that a white officer that a black was man, but in the movie it was a black officer yeah and, and that was that was one of those that was the situation where i was like oh i i like my heart dropped like that. That is a little too close, too to, close to reality. And yeah, so and I think, at, and then at the end, after, uh, you know, they're at the hospital, both Jake Gyllenhaal's character and Yaya's character fall. Like they, they basically, they come out of the ambulance and like, like Andrew said, they're just laying there. They're both injured and injured enough where the police are able to come and handcuff them. Mm-hmm. So Jake Gyllenhaal, his character is white. Yayo's character is black. But they're both laying there on the ground in front of a hospital. Now, yes, did these guys do something terrible? Yes, they did. Yeah, They went on the run because they shot a cop. And then because of what they did, a lot there's a lot of died. other people that are dead now. <laughs> yeah. So, but regardless of that, you, you know, if somebody's... You know, I, I guess the way I look at life is you, you. it's not for me to judge and say, just let that person die. You know, so like in the back of my head, I'm like, you still help them. Mm-hmm. You do what you can. You're in front of a hospital. You were able to go handcuff them, put them on a stretcher, get them in the hospital, you know, see what you can do. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're all, they're all just kind of standing around. And, and at one point, the paramedic that was kidnapped, she's kind of sees what's going on and she's like why is nobody helping them and and it does the, the the light switch in her head is i'm a paramedic my job is to save people regardless yeah. you know when i show up to a scene i don't determine oh this person did something bad i'm not going to save them it's like i need to go save a life so she runs in tries to help yaya's character because i think at that point jake gyllenhaal's character you can tell he has he is dead. Yeah, he he's he's passed. Uh, I I don't think there was necessarily time enough for him to necessarily maybe be saved. But she's trying to help uh, Yaya's character, and she looks up at the policemen that are. They and in the movie they show him. They walk up, they stand there, and they just stand and look. She's mm-hmm. like, "Why isn't anybody helping?" And the the black officer, who is the partner of the police officer that was shot initially, he's like, and also the one who shot the Hispanic guy. In the he head. says. We'll get to him eventually. Eventually, and yeah. she's like, "No, we need to get to him now." <laughs> so, so yeah, like I said, I don't know. Was there was there purpose behind the decisions of those two scenes to play out the way that they did? I don't know. It, it was definitely, yeah, it definitely felt to me like you know, the police are you know immaculate and not, you know, there's nothing wrong. There's no wrong that they could do. 
and and criminals are criminals like it just felt kind of very black and white in that regard and i don't know this takes place in la like that's kind of the whole point the ambulance title the letters la were highlighted to to you know stress that so i don't know what the lapd situation is i know there's a heavy history there with police violence and whatnot but you know what it's like today i I don't know what this what the vibe what the vibe is in that town but i just know that you know all all over the country and even all over the world now there's a you know big push for you know equal rights and and better treatment from from police and and uh you know a, a less trigger heavy response to to many situations but that's a uh, topic for yeah <laughs> for we'll, we'll move away from that and uh, other kind of podcasts we're but, gonna but get that was that was definitely a cloud over this movie for me. um before we get to the tickets i want andrew <laughs> to bring up his absolute favorite part of this movie <laughs> are you talking about the nurse scene yes. Okay, so <laughs> so this was this was the the scene where I was just like, this is not this would this doesn't work. Period. Well, let let me stop you there. <laughs> At the beginning of the movie, you're introduced to the paramedic, and she and her partner have responded to a car crash that involves a little girl that's been impaled she, she's been impaled by a wrought iron fence yeah through the stomach and her her paramedic partner is like I, it's I like his know, first it's day his first day yeah. on the job <laughs> and he is blown away by how she's able to because the this little girl she's i don't know maybe she's gotta be 10, like seven, 10, seven, seven years to old, ten years yeah. old and of course is freaking out in this car and she has a way of calming this little child and helping her get through this traumatic event of, you know, you've been impaled. And uh, after, you know, they get her to the hospital and they drive. I think I think she's like, hey, do you want to go get some lasagna or something? Yeah, let's, let's go get some lunch. <laughs> but anyway, so but he remarks to her, like, that was amazing how you connected to her. And, and she's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And she just kind of, she's like, well, no, she's like, I did my job. That's what I'm supposed to do. I calm down and get him to the hospital. I walk away. I'm done. He's like, so you don't have any care? Yeah. So so she basically was had no connection and was very dead and cold inside is, is what was implied by this whole yeah. uh, scene. <laughs> and so at the end, to show that she is now, she cares for people now, <laughs> she goes into the hospital and just walks in to where all the files are and just starts opening. I don't know if she opens a drawer or just starts pulling stuff off the counter or whatever, but she's, she's where she's not supposed to be. (laughs) And she pulls this file over open and finds the file that we'll later discover is the little girl that she saved at the beginning of the movie. And it's her medical file. And two nurses come in like, ma'am, 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 you can't, you can't be back here. And then they then they look at her and they have this. They both are like, "Oh, okay, yeah, it's you. You're the nurse that was in the ambulance that just did, okay, okay, and uh, <laughs> or not nurse, but you're the paramedic. No, it's not a reason to get away with with HIPAA violations <laughs> or whatever. 
And then she goes to the room and, and like holds her hand or gives her something. I don't know. Just I think they just show that she yeah. She went to the girl and was like Yeah, but but you're right. You like even though she's a paramedic and was involved with the girl, you know, that she she still can't just go into a hospital, find the medical records and start <laughs> rifling through them. And and this is the thing, is that like this scene could have still been done in a believable way. All she had to do is like, Hey, I'm looking for a patient and then skip to the scene of her walking into the, you know, th- that's all they had to do. Cause I'm pretty sure like, I can believe a nurse would let a paramedic who brought in a kid that she saved the life of would let her visit that child. Cause like, like you, you see that on, on the news all the time, like a paramedic who, you know, helped a woman give birth on the highway. Like he, he, you know, then he's holding the baby in the hospital and, you know, the, the, so that kind of stuff happens in real life. Like that's, that's believable, but yeah, just going in and grabbing medical records without permission (laughs) is like, no, that's not how this works. (laughs) So what are your final thoughts on, on ambulance? I give this one ticket. I'm definitely glad I saw it. I, I, it is a memorable experience. I, I thoroughly enjoy myself. I, like I said, I, I have not laughed that hard in a long time. Yeah. Michael Bay definitely delivers a very exciting movie, whether it's good. That's another question. <laughs> so I definitely give this one ticket. I, you know, I'd probably easily watch this again on, on TV or whatnot. It's at this time of this recording it's streaming on peacock if you have a peacock account it's on video on demand if you want to rent it but if you have peacock it's included with your your subscription subscription so so, you know i i might be tempted to watch it again you know especially you know my wife hasn't seen it or whatnot it's kind of maybe to see her reaction to some (laughs) of the i have a feeling she'll have the same sentiments as i do so so i give it a one ticket i give it two we we saw it in theaters i think the last weekend it was playing in theaters <laughs> yes we, we, we barely scraped in there i believe it is a movie that benefits from a a theatrical viewing yes there are some questionable ridiculous <laughs> stunts in this movie but if you enjoy michael bay movies i guess i can't say that you would necessarily <laughs> like this movie you are probably I do enjoy michael bay movies. yeah you're, you're probably inclined to you're probably gonna like this because it's it's michael bay it's michael bay action you know when, when the cars drive off that dead end <laughs> you know it's not just a simple oh they drove off it's like you know they flip twenty thousand times yeah. uh and same with the cars that come out of nowhere you're like where did those cars just come from you know it's 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 not just a oh they drove off the embankment it's like you know they you know, so the, the action scenes are, are done well, you know, so it's, it's got the action and, and you know, it's, it's just, you're not going to get that same view, same, I guess, feel of the, of the action, I guess, on your, your TV at home. Now, granted, I, I would still enjoy watching it at home. I, I disagree with some of the things of the movie, but I still enjoyed yeah. myself. So yeah, if, 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 you, if you if you like Michael Bay, you will enjoy watching. If you don't movie. like Michael Bay, I would say don't go see this movie. <laughs> but that shouldn't be something I should have to tell anybody. Like if you if you've tried a Michael Bay movie once or twice and you don't like him, this is not for you. If you're all about all. if you're all about that Bayhem, 
There's plenty of Bayhem yeah. in this movie. Um, it's just there's just no Transformers this time around. <laughs> no. <laughs> so tell us what you think. Did you think? Did you were you as polarized about this movie as I was, or or did you? not go see it because you don't like Michael Bay. Let us know. And, uh, you know, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and anchor.fm. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies. And don't forget to check your ticket stubs. (laughs) 